Okay, hey everyone, and welcome to the latest in the Guard Hog series of uh, interviews with titans of the short-term rental and vacation rental sector. Uh, my name is Andrew Bolt, and I'm I'm one of the founders of Guard Hog, and I'm delighted to have Naeem with me today, the founder of Zivu. Um, Naeem, first and foremost, how does it feel to be considered a titan? Hi everyone, it's the first time I um, hear that the appellation being used for me. Um, I'd be honoured that you think so, I'm not quite sure if I'm there yet. Well, we're, um, uh, I guess as a bit of context, um, clearly we see you as a titan and in this series we're talking to people from all around the world, from our great, exciting, young and growing sector. Uh, and so this is a great series to listen to for anyone who's interested in learning um, any aspects of the short-term rental sector. So um, I guess obvious place to start, how, like how you're in Albania right now, how is life in Albania? Are you as, are you as locked down as we are in the UK? Um, luckily not. Uh, Albanians are very tough. And at the outset of the pandemic, it was funny because someone came on TV and said, I am from Vlora, which is a city in the south of Albania. He said, we're tough people. This, this virus will not affect us. <laughs> and basically the attitude all along has been that, um, yeah, the virus is there, but it's not going to do anything. So people don't really, even if it's a legal requirement now, don't really wear masks outside. Um, still mix in cafes and indoor places fairly generously. Um, and the numbers don't seem to be spiraling upwards. So. So maybe maybe there's some <laughs> maybe there's some well Albanians as you say are, are tough uh, and and maybe there is some truth in this herd immunity bit. Possibly, I mean I know personally people who've lost their lives because of it or who've had long um, COVID um, with awful consequences. So yeah, I, interesting times. Um, and were you um, were you in Albania throughout 2020? So I guess from when this started in March. No, I actually I was in the UK the, um, for the short stay show in the shorties uh, around the 12th, 13th of March, and I flew back to Austria where I was staying at the time um, the day before Austria lockdown, <laughs> and then ten days later the UK lockdown, and then I was basically stuck in Austria until um, June when borders opened again. And then I came down to Albania. Um, and so, and you mentioned the 2020 shorties and the, the short stay show. Um, I, I have a recollection that you guys won a, a channel manager of the year award or something similar. That's uh, right, yeah, best channel manager. Um, and, and it was also like, a, it was a big kind of time of launch, launch for you. How, like, what an interesting time to be launching a business. Yeah. And uh, we'd actually planned to launch the summer before, um, but then I didn't see, I, I, I wanted our product to be fairly cutting edge by the time we launched and um, we weren't quite on track there with the tech. So I decided we'll just postpone it. And um, for us, uh, New Year as Baha'is is uh, March 21st. And uh, you know, a, nice day, a nice day of the year to start something new. So I said, we'll launch it then. Um, wait another nine months and then it just so happened that it was right in the middle of the pandemic blowing up um, but we got through it uh, and and the I 
the impact of the pandemic on you know on your your kind of early growth story um i i guess uh, we were lucky that we we've been growing throughout the pandemic um perhaps it's not the level of growth that we would have achieved um had there not been a pandemic i'm pretty confident it's not the same level of growth uh, but at least it's, it's been an upward curve all along and um, we were lucky in that we weren't a large establishment when the pandemic hit. Um, so we've managed to retain all our staff and actually we've probably doubled in size since um, in terms of uh, developers and sales and marketing stuff and everything basically. Yeah. Which is an which is an amazing achievement. There's not many businesses who will now be sitting there going, you know, we um, we got off the ground, we grew throughout the pandemic. You, I mean, you must, given the context of the world, you must be over the moon. Yeah, I mean, we we have lost a number of um, clients who either come after the onset of the pandemic and unfortunately have to shut down um, since. But I think part of the secret has been that we've not been focusing on growth um, since day one we've been focusing on client satisfaction and mm. offering the best service that we can so we see our you know the product it's much more than just a, a tech product and um, it's really a service that we're offering and we're there to help our partners succeed and i think people have appreciated that and um the growth has really been through word of mouth um, so yeah it's been quite good uh, and and is there i guess given that focus on service and and doing things brilliantly and i guess presumably there's a, there's a bit of test and learn going going on in that kind of structure is there a way in which actually the the lower volumes of 2020 have have in a sense been quite helpful um yeah, yeah possibly i i think i like the sometimes um <laughs> sort of pat myself on the shoulder and tell myself that that's the case I don't know what it would have been like if we'd had a much more explosive growth after launch. But um, I think, in, yeah, keeping customer satisfaction high is definitely a challenge if you're scaling faster. So it would have been harder. I don't know if we, if, whether we would have managed to do so to the same extent as we have. Um, so Zivu, do you, do you want to just tell us a little bit about um, I guess what you've tried to create in in that uh, in that system uh, and how you see it as as different to to the competitor landscape. Sure, um, I mean, I guess we're advertising ourselves as a property management system or PMS shorthand and channel manager booking engine um, provider because that's what um, people are familiar with this concept. But the idea behind Zebu is really a lot bigger than that. Um, so what we're hoping to be safe, I don't know, five years down, down the line or whenever we get there is a, a sort of large direct booking marketplace. So the direct booking revolution, um, while now interpreted as guests being able to book directly with the hosts um, through their website is a much broader concept than that. So we're envisioning, you know, an owner being able to come and advertise a property on the platform and being able to find a management company or an operator, they'll take it off them and then the operator being able to um, book directly their cleans with a cleaning company or cleaning providers and book their maintenance and guests being able to directly book their taxis or local um, tours or restaurant vouchers or whatever alongside their, their booking for accommodation. Um, so I, the idea is that there'll be a lot of players interacting with each other. 
Um, so we've started off by focusing on the needs of the host as one of the players in that marketplace. Um, and so that's what we're trying to perfect at the moment is a, a sort of the best version of the property management system, channel manager booking engine, task management system um, out there. Um, so, yeah. So there's a there's a lot of um, there's a lot of players in there. As in, as in, I mean, there's a lot of um, different functions, actors. little yeah functions and actors that you're that you're trying to um, that you're trying to include in your in your kind of the Zivo um, Zivo ecosystem. Yeah, I mean, we've included a couple of them so far. Uh, basically, hosts, um, sort of staff, cleaning companies, cleaners, um, and uh, the owners and the guests, but. Um, We've not gone down the route of service providers yet. Um, who knows? There's a lot of things in our mind as to what we'll do in the future. There's, we've already set up Zivo Direct, which is direct booking OTA basically, um, which is free for anyone to join. Um, and in similar ways, um, hopefully we'll be developing the tech down the line to be able to provide um, niche channels um, for hosts who want to come together with other hosts and set up sort of a local booking site or, yeah. you know, or a specific type of, of guest avatar. Does um, I, I should have looked this up beforehand. Does Zivu mean something? That's a very good question. And uh, as I was reading um, through some marketing book when I tried to come up with branding, which by the way, took about six months. <laughs> a big book. Uh, and a failed trademark attempt. Uh, where someone else had uh, applied for a trademark two days before us. So when we did our searches and paid all the lawyer fees, it didn't show up. And then two months later, it was rejected. So we have to change again. Um, I, and the book suggested that um, you have to have a story to tell for your name. So I went on Google Translate and I came up with a whole table, but I had, unfortunately, Z wouldn't really come up with anything in any language. So I had to split it into Z and Wu. And so it came up with the weirdest combinations of Z meaning something in Hindi and Wu in French. And I could give you a, a lot of uh, options, <laughs> but in the end, we decided not to put any of that up. Well, I think the other, the other important thing is if you if you don't have a story for how it was created is to create the story afterwards. It's, yeah, so that's what I was trying to do there, but it didn't really work. What was the funny thing is that on the back of my head, I had this idea of Zebu trying to, con you know, what, what are we trying to convey? Sort of efficiency and speed and getting things done and so on. And then a couple of um, months later, um, we hired a new developer who said, um, by the way, how come you know this dialect of uh, Persian? I speak Persian, but I didn't speak the specific dialect. I said, I don't. And he said, well, how come you chose Zebu then? I said, well, you know, I just couldn't find anything better, basically. And he said, Oh, oh, because you know, in our dialect, it means sort of speedy, doing things fast, and getting things oh, done. Like, oh, perfect. Here we go. That's We've got the meaning. <laughs> well, I think they're good, strong sounds as well, like a Z sound and a V sound. I think that you know, that to me, that's that that just sings success to me. I don't think you've got any worries. Um, you, you're also. I know you you're involved in sort of a number of other related businesses. This, this is this sort of is your sector um in, in terms of actually managing properties yourself what yeah. what what kind of drew you into the short-term rental sector as as where you wanted to um you know seek your fortune as it were um it wasn't really a conscious choice if anyone's heard me in another interview i probably mentioned it it was food um i was at cambridge at the time studying for my bachelor's and our college was um well famous for its awful food 
And um, because of very sensible fire precautionary measures, we were not allowed to cook in the kitchenettes that we were given in our homes. Um, so we had a kettle and a toaster and a microwave and a tiny fridge for five people, and that was about it. We weren't allowed to bring any cooking equipment in, and basically we were forced to um, eat in, in halls. Um, really lovely food. I was vegan at the time, and uh, they made us sweet corn falafels, which I tried to cut in once, and the falafel literally jumped out of my plate because it was so hard. So <laughs> I was really keen on having some better food. Um, and I sort of looked at the figures and I figured out that it would be, uh, it worked out cheaper to get an investor on board to buy a flat, rent a room, rent out the other room, then pay for rent and food um, and not have a kitchen. Um, so I managed to get the purchase done and then my college refused to let me move out. So at that point there was an empty property that needed filling and that's basically how the business started. Interesting. How how does a college refuse to let you move out? That sounds that's an unusual step. It's uh, the same way that a college in Cambridge decided that when their president wanted to move in uh, with the um, what was it? They had they had a dog, and the college didn't allow dogs. The college council came together and they ruled that uh, the creature was a large cat, and so. <laughs> <laughs> he was able to move in with his large cat. Um, um, some of these archaic uh, stupidities, really. Well, that's that's a nice sort of uh, mixture of those archaic daft rules and also some kind of high highbrow Cambridge intellectualism to yeah. to, <laughs> to solve it. I love it. I love it. It's a dog-like cat. It's a different yeah. rule. I threatened them in the end. I said, "Look, if you're not." I knew that what, what was really important for them was dropout rates. Um, and so I just said, if you don't let me move out, I'm going to drop out. So they said, okay, <laughs> How interesting. So, but by that time, the flat had already been rented out. <laughs> and, rented the room and, and at this stage, clearly a few years ago, had you already settled on uh, your your personal mission statement, which, which I discovered on the Zivu website, um, which um, it's probably worthy of a titan, in fact. So um, Naeem's uh, personal mission is to advance civilization. Yeah, uh, I, I guess that's uh, <laughs> expressed uh, very generously. I think it, it's more to contribute towards the advancement of civilization alongside everyone else on the planet. Um, yeah. So that, uh, I guess it's, it's been my mission, if you want, since birth. I, I'm a Baha'i. I don't know if you've heard of the Baha'i faith before. Um, it's a world religion whose main purpose is world unity. Um, so in light of that, Baha'is all over the world are trying to contribute to an ever advancing civilization. Um, so both from a material point of view, but also from a spiritual point of view. Um, and so we're all engaged in community building activities at the local level, trying to contribute to um, community life at the grassroots. Um, and trying to work on both ourselves and transforming ourselves to become better versions of ourselves, but also contribute to society because we believe that there's a very close interaction between um, our souls and our environments and um, that no lasting change can be achieved unless both are transformed. Uh, how beautifully put, and I don't think there's anyone who can um, argue against that as a, as, a, as a kind of goal for humanity. Uh, yep. 
<laughs> you know, particularly in the in the world right now, it's great that you see, you know, you do see people helping each other a little bit more um, in the world right now than um, than normal. Anyway, we we could get sidetracked by <laughs> philosophical discussion. Um, tell me how how you how are you feeling about 2021, 22? Um, you know the 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 great short-term rental recovery and and boom that I think there's there's so much talk about. Um, I was asked some of the questions at the onset of the pandemic, and I said I'm not a prophet, and I think I'll have to reiterate myself. <laughs> uh, but even then, uh, when people were saying it'll be over in a couple of months, I remember saying I guess it'll be more than a year before we see things going back to normal. And I think I, I'll have to stick to that statement still. Um, I don't think we will see, you know, really a, a normal market, even if we see perhaps, you know, a boom over the summer again, um, until 18 months from now, maybe. Um, of course, it depends on how the vaccinations go and whether the vaccines are actually able to fight off all these mutant variants that are coming up. Um, and if that's not the case, perhaps you're looking at a couple more years down the line. Um, and, yeah, definitely individual properties might do well um, that meet specific conditions of, uh, you know, travel being allowed and being in a nice rural location and attracting people who have been stuck at home and uh, um, yeah. dreaming to have, some, you know, some fresh air. Uh, and I'm sure there'll be people who do really well, but for the market as a whole, city center locations, travel being restricted. And, and I think there's also a whole shift of, you know, people starting to work from home, um, a lot of businesses having shut. So I think the demand drivers have changed. Mm -hmm. and, and what about the, um, I guess there's a lot of talk that COVID has been, is being a, uh, a real positive driver in terms of professionalizing our sector. Um, is, that, is that something you, you buy into in, t in terms of Host property managers having to um, behave in a in a more structured, process-led, um, you know, compliance—too strong a word, I think—but um, but to demonstrate um, that the sector is is a is a safe and healthy place to to go and stay. Tough question. Probably not really. I'm not sure. I'd buy into a change in the whole structure of how things are being done. Um, the feeling I get um, from the limited interactions I've had over this period with people is that it's probably more of a necessary evil that they're having to put up with, with cleaning protocols being imposed um, by authorities or by Airbnb, for example. Um, not really a wholehearted willingness to make sure that the guests are safe. Uh, not sure everyone is really convinced of the- Okay, interesting. Yeah, interesting. And the other thing is that I think we are fairly, most humans have a short-lived memory. So I think as soon as this is um, sort of under control or as soon as the restrictions are gone, a lot of people will probably not worry that much about the cleanliness aspects, um, both from the, the host and the guest side. Yeah, yeah. If equally, this this must be more more hard work and more punishing on for example a you know a huge uh many year old chain of hotels um rather than uh, you know a, a a group of independent um properties 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I did quite a bit of traveling the last few months across the UK and I stayed in various hotels. Um, you know, the only real difference that I noticed was, okay, maybe an enhanced cleaning protocol posted uh, across the wall or something like that. Um, and no breakfast, but I mean, that was pretty much it, you know, with the access to communal spaces. Uh, if this keeps going for another six months, I think uh, so far, at least in the UK, the government seems to have managed to prop up most businesses with the grants and the furlough schemes and so on. Um, and I'm not sure how long the government will keep doing that. And if it stops at some point, I think we will see a flood of hotels coming to the market. Yeah. Um, that uh, really have no financial viability to keep running the way they have been for all these years. And and if we do see another six months of this, how uh, what will you be doing? What what have you done, and do you do in your in your downtime to keep yourself sane um, while while the world is in such chaos around us? Um, <clears throat> well, if we're talking on, on the business side, I think we. You've heard the nice picture of Zebu having luckily been able to go, but uh, of course, a property management company that I run, um, which is how everything started off, didn't fare just as well. Um, and we did need to pivot, pivot a bit um, back in March. So we were uh, leasing a lot of properties on fixed rents. And I met March, I saw the lockdown coming to the UK before it came because I was in Austria and we were already locked down. Um, and in the end, what was happening in one place seemed to be spreading everywhere. Uh, so I called all the landlords up and either renegotiated on them uh, significant rent discounts or moved people across the management commission basis um, deal. So we managed to sort of keep uh, every unit uh, in profit, but the overall income uh, was vastly reduced. So we were forced to look at what other ways we could um, reinvent ourselves to prevent us from having to, to cut staff, which was something we didn't want to do. So that's what led me to start uh, looking at purchasing um guest houses and hotels and then as i started doing that i realized that it was probably a good time to be doing that so yeah. i'm setting an, an investment company which i actually just launched a couple of days ago um so i've been spending most of my downtime um trying to uh, load the guns for a potential crash in the market basically okay so your <laughs> your coping mechanism for uh, for chaos in the world in the business world is to um, come up with more brilliant business ideas and just and work harder, basically. Well, I always regretted not having been old enough in 2008 to purchase property. Um, mm -hmm. When people talked about, oh, everyone was worried about property when the market was crashing. And I always thought, well, it must have been bloody stupid not to buy when you saw everything was going yeah. on. So it, <laughs> and now I can sort of feel the euphoria when I talk to people and they're scared. They're like, but you're buying hotels. I'm like, yeah, they're cheap at the moment. Like, yeah, but we don't know how long it's going to go on for it. Like, yeah, but if I can keep each one in profit for long enough, um, and so far, luckily, we've been able to keep them in profit, then, you know, it's fine. At some point, they'll go up in, in value massively, and, and I'll have won the lottery. So. I think, well, it's, um, Naim, it's very um, generous of you to spend this time with us, and, and interesting to talk through, you know, this actually what sounds like a very balanced um you know short-term rental and broader kind of hospitality hotel portfolio i mean it, it sounds like it's uh, um, risk management in itself in terms of the balance between hotels and and non-hotels and uh, and and tech as well um 
So thank you. Um, really nice to, to get to know you a bit more and your background. And it sounds like Zivu is going places fast. Um, where where can people contact you if they if they want to find out more? Um, on our website, zivu.com or on social media, if you type in Zivu, that's Z-W-E-V-O-U. Um, we're pretty much all over the place. Perfect. Now, like everyone else in this series, you have to finish with the guard hog quick fire 10 questions. So one word answer to each of these questions, Naeem. Coffee or tea? Water. Bath or shower? Shower. Football or soccer? TV. <laughs> okay. Uh, chocolate or chili? Chocolate. Beach or mountain? Mountain. Green or blue? Green. Odd or even? Uh, in between. <laughs> in between. What what number is there that's not odd or even? I would guess zero. Maybe maybe uh, that's a okay. That's too complicated. Decimal. <laughs> <laughs> um, cat or dog? <laughs> um, tough one. Mm, dog probably you're, ne you're nearly there book or kindle book and the last question do you say neither or neither either ah <laughs> oh, very you're too clever for words um naeem thank you very much for joining us guys that's been uh, another one of the guard hog series of titans of the short-term rental and vacation sector thanks for joining us Thanks for having me on.